Officially the low point for the 2022 Twins, at least I hope I'm going to explain on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 10th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today again this is nash walker been running at twins daily for four seasons been hosting this podcast for three seasons and i believe this is the low point of the season for the 2022 minnesota twins i hope it is it is to this point this is the low the low point of the year for me i'll explain why i i hope it's the low point if it's not that means there's there's more coming right the, the low point will be when they miss the playoffs at the end of the year but two this mark in the season, this is their low point. And the reason I say that is not just because they got crushed by the Dodgers in two games and they they scored five runs tonight. It was 4-4 you know, in the sixth inning, but Dodgers pulled away, very similar to game one at Target Field when it was 1-1 going into the eighth and the Dodgers pulled away. They're just a much better baseball team. I'm not saying that because just because of this series. Part of it is because I thought they had a chance to win this game tonight coming in, and they did early. Like they look like they were, they had a chance to win. They were up four to two in this game. So it's not just because of tonight. It, it is about more than tonight. It's the last 67 games for the Twins. The Twins are 30 and 37 in their last 67 games. Byron Buxton is hurt. He has barely played. And when he does play, he's not in center field. You, you know, people will comment back to me sometimes or, criticize Byron Buxton in the comments or criticize Byron Buxton on Twitter. I see it all the time. This team is so much better with Byron Buxton. <laughs> like it's just not even not even close to the same team without Byron Buxton. You can tell like offensively, defensively to the naked eye it's true. The numbers say it's true. He's the most valuable player on the Twins this year by a lot of metrics. I mean, I know Luis Arise has been the MVP. I'm not saying Louis has not been the MVP, but Buxton He's their heart and soul. Like, I'll continue to say that until he's not. He is their heart and soul, and when he doesn't play, the team is much worse. They lack a dynamic feel offensively and especially defensively without him. He jumped up, tried to catch a, a home run ball over the fence in center in San Diego and aggravated his right knee and has been dinged up since then. He's hurt. He's hurt, and it sounds like they're going to try to get him out in the field in Anaheim this weekend. That would be awesome, but... He's hurt right now, and he didn't play. He didn't play tonight. He's barely played. You know, Tim Beckham's DHing tonight for the Twins. That tells you what you need to know. The pitching is leaking even with the additions. This is what I feared. You added Michael Fulmer. You added Jorge Lopez. You added Tyler Malley. And my fear coming in to this post-deadline period for the Twins was it's not going to matter, or they're not going to execute themselves. And if Griffin Jackson is going to give up tanks, if Michael Fulmer is going to give up tanks, 
Michael Fulmer gave up the first home run he's given up all year to a right-handed hitter tonight. In 112 plate appearances, he's given up one home run to a right-handed hitter as Chris Taylor to break a 4-4 tie. If things like that happen, if the guys on the team can't get it done, your, your additions, it doesn't matter that you made those additions. If Griffin Jacks can't be who he was in the first half, it won't matter. That that's why this is a low point. Jax has been pretty bad, you know, his last handful of outings. Fulmer gives up a homer tonight. You know, Jorge Lopez blew a save. Twins ended up winning that game. But the pitching is leaking even with the additions and the perceived improvements on the pitching side. Still leaking. They're in second place. They're in second place by a full game on Cleveland. And if Cleveland wins, Thursday on the Twins off day, Twins have no control Thursday. It'll be a game and a half, and the White Sox are only a game and a half behind the Twins. So, frankly, the Twins are close to third place in the division. They could be in third place by this weekend. That's that's far from where they've been. I mean, they had a they they could have built a big lead here, but they weren't good enough. I I think that's what's interesting when people say the Twins should be up by 10, 15 games on the Guardians because they blew all those games. The Twins weren't good enough to win those games. They they weren't deep enough. Their bullpen wasn't good enough. They weren't a good enough team. That's why they that's why they're not 8, 9, 10 games above Cleveland or the White Sox. Into August, yes, it's because they blew those games, but the reason they blew those games is because they're not good enough, if that makes sense. If they were good enough, yeah, they'd be 8, 9, and 10 games above 500. It's not just flipping a switch. Their bullpen was such a liability in the first half they they weren't good enough. They just weren't good enough. And that's why they blew those games. They're in second place. They're nearly in third place. And, and they were just destroyed by the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. It's it's the low point for me. I'm I'm frustrated about where they're at right now because I was really hoping and I said on the record on Sunday, this is the most confident I felt in the twins all season because of the additions they made, but it will not matter. If those additions don't come through and perform, if guys currently on the team who were performing before just cease to to do so, it won't matter. And that's that's why it's the low point right now. When you have Jake Cave playing every day, starting against a lefty, an elite lefty, and Tim Beckham is your DH tonight, Cave starting yesterday against Julio Arias, that ain't good. That shows a lack of depth. So how can this be fixed? How can this be fixed? Let's look ahead. It's a frustrating series with the Dodgers. It's been a frustrating 67 games for the Twins. They're 30 and 37. How can this be fixed? Let's look forward after this word. From a liver health formula. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich in unhealthy processed foods, and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. Thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research, Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low on energy all the time. Check out Liver Health Formula now. It's a great, great product for you. 
You can go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. That's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started. How can this be fixed? Jeez. <laughs> Sometimes, I apologize, I hit my, my little mic filter. Sometimes it's as simple as a schedule a schedule shift and the twins are at a low point in their season. The reason I say, I hope it's the low point is because they could have a low point after these 10 games because they have 10 straight against the angels, Royals and Rangers. And they're in Anaheim for three this weekend against the angels. They have the Royals at home for three. And then the Rangers at home for four, those three teams combined are 144 and 190 at the end of play Wednesday essentially 70 win teams when you combine them together. So 10 straight against an average 70 win team for the twins is how I look at this. And actually the Royals, they played well against the white Sox this week, but they're it's I'm calling them the Kansas city prospects because they don't have Whit Merrifield anymore. They don't have Andrew Benintendi. They're playing a, a lot of young guys. That's a team that, that the twins should beat. If you can't beat the Royals, you're in trouble. If you can't beat the angels, you're in trouble. If you can't beat the Rangers, you're in even more trouble after those 10. So is it is it too much to ask for the Twins to go 7-3 and three in those 10 games? I think if they go 7-3, and three, you look at the White Sox and Guardians. The White Sox have a, a four-game set with Houston within that, and they play each other. The Guardians and White Sox play each other, and I believe the Guardians have a tough series as well mixed into that, if I'm not mistaken. So the Twins will have an opportunity, I think, over the next 10. Yes, Guardians have three at the Blue Jays this weekend. So while the Twins are in Anaheim, the Guardians will be in Toronto facing the Blue Jays. The Sox will be playing the Tigers at home, but the Sox can't really beat anybody right now. The Sox had a 19-game easy stretch, and they're 8-7 and seven on that. I, I've said it many times. If you the team that can beat the bad teams will be the team that wins the central. If you can win head to head matchups and you take care of business against Detroit and Kansas City, you're going to win this terrible division. It really doesn't take that much. We know that. Think of how poorly the Twins have looked now for over two months, you know, seven games below 500, and they're still a game out of first place in the central. Think of how bad the White Sox have been all year long. They're a game and a half out in the central or two and a half games, excuse me, a game and a half out from the Twins. That's that's just the nature of the division. That, that's the nature of the division. If you can take care of business head-to-head -head and you beat up on the Royals and Tigers, you're going to be in good shape. So this is a critical 10-game stretch for the Twins. Sometimes you look at a schedule and you say, okay, they have 10 straight against the Astros and the Blue Jays and the Yankees. And a lot of times you, you know, the team will go four and six or five and five. I think the bigger stretches now are when you have 10 in a row against bad teams like the twins do here. How do you manage that? Do you go seven and three or do you go five and five? Cause if the twins go five and five, I'm going to be sitting here at the end of the 10 game stretch. And I'm going to say, this is the low point. I know I said it eight days ago. This is the low point now. Cause they went five and five against some bad ball clubs. This is critical for them. These next 10 are, are critical for the twins. Cause then they have Houston. They got Houston at Houston. They have the Yankees coming up on the schedule at the end or going into September. So they have Houston. And then right after that, they have San Francisco and Boston at home. So a lot of home games coming up as well. Seven of the next 10 at home. I think it is. So that's 10, 13, 16, 19. 
I want to say it's like 12 or 15 out of the next 19 are at home as well. A lot of home games at Target Field. Hopefully Buxton can get more healthy and you get them in the lineup more often and in center field more often. Because as I said, the Twins are a different team when he's on the field and in the lineup. Seven and three. Seven and three over the next 10. Wow. The Guardians deal with the Blue Jays in Toronto. And the White Sox deal with Houston at home for four. You can retake the lead in this division. And then, because the Twins have the most games remaining against the other two. So if you look at all three teams, the White Sox and Guards play each other six more times total. The Twins and Guardians play eight more times. And the Twins and White Sox play nine more times. They have the most games of the three against each opponent. It's still in the Twins' hands. You know, they can fall to third place before they play those teams. They control their own destiny because they have 17 left. 17 of their last 52 are against the Guardians and White Sox. If you win 13 of those, 12 or 13 of those, it's going to be hard to lose the division because neither one of these teams is going to play 600 ball the rest of the way. I just, what has told you that any of these teams are going to play 600 ball through the rest of the season? Nothing. Nothing has told me that. So what is wrong with the Twins? What's the crux of the issue over the last 67? Because I've I've had trouble evaluating them at times. What's the issue? Let's break that down after this word from Blue Nile. Blue Nile is the premier jewelry expert. It's the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Whether you're customizing an engagement ring or designing diamond stud earrings, online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Not perfect? No problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. What's wrong with the Twins? Well, what's been wrong with the Twins for 20 years is pitching. But whenever a team is underperforming or disappointing, I think the word is disappointing. The White Sox this year, extremely disappointing. Sometimes you're just not good enough. The Tigers just aren't. They don't have enough talent. They they don't have enough good players. And you can make that argument about the Twins too. But they have some star power. They have a roster that's capable of doing big things. We've seen that at times flashes this year, flashes you wouldn't see from the Royals or Tigers because they just don't have that. You can break it down to two things. I think all the time with teams that are disappointing you, whether it's the White Sox or the twins, it's injuries and ineffectiveness. When you have injuries to your best players, Byron Buxton injuries in the rotation, Bailey Ober, Josh Winder injuries for high upside, young players, Alex Kirilov, Royce Lewis, that takes a toll. And it shows up in the depth. A strength the Twins had when they were 11 games over 500 back in mid-May, and they had won 14 of 17 games. A strength that they had as a team was they were deep. Celestino was performing well. Garlic was performing. Ober was performing. Winder was performing. They were getting performances from their depth pieces. The difference now 
is those guys are either hurt or not performing. And Celestino's part of the not performing group. And Ober and Winder are part of the injured group. So you're seeing it at the bottom of these Twins lineups, especially when Buxton's hurt, when he's not playing. The lineup gets so weak so fast. And with how bad Kepler has been since he's come off the IL, I think that I think Kepler might have to go back on the injured list. If he can't play with the pinky, the broken pinky toe, send him back to the injured list. Like he looks horrific. He looks horrific. The lineup gets very shallow, very fast. And Carlos Correa is not really doing anything. So basically, when you're watching the Twins right now, these two games against the Dodgers, you are watching Luis you're hoping those two and Jose Miranda, those three, you're hoping those guys get it done. And Gary hit a big home run tonight. He had a big walk too. And we've seen it at times from Correa, but when Buxton's not in the lineup, the lineup is so much, so much more shallow. And you're really only looking to a handful of guys instead of one through nine that it was at certain points of this year when Kirloff and Lewis and everybody was healthy and looking good. That's not there right now. They're not also not executing. They're not executing. They have, you know, tonight is a really good example of that. It's a 4-4 game. You're in a position where in the sixth inning, exactly where you wanted to be, I think. You would have liked to keep the lead after five. But that's an outcome you take 10 times out of 10 against the Dodgers. To be 4-4 in the sixth when you have a really rested bullpen, that's a fine spot to be against that Dodgers team. And Fulmer didn't execute his pitch on 0-2 to Chris Taylor with two outs. Griffin Jacks didn't execute, didn't get it done when the Twins were trailing 5-4. They need to execute. Sonny Gray didn't execute in the fifth inning. Guys who we know are good. We know Sonny Gray is good. We know Michael Fulmer is good. We know how good Griffin Jacks has been this year. They need to execute. We know how good Carlos Correa can be. Doesn't execute with runners in scoring position basically all season long. That's another part of this. And then just their rhythm. They have no rhythm. They had a rhythm early in the season like they they were finding different ways to win they were winning multiple games in a row they were in a rhythm the rotation was in a rhythm together everybody was kind of pitching well the lineup was clicking they were playing off of each other it wasn't perfect but it was good enough and they haven't had that rhythm for months they lack rhythm I thought maybe we were going to see it in the Toronto series they won two games in a row they had another chance to win Sunday I thought they were going to come out in this Dodger series maybe kind of start to get on a roll and they basically lost all the momentum they got from the Jays series. And maybe momentum is just a fallacy. Like, I'm not kind of on the border with that. I think momentum, sometimes you can really feel it. And other times I think people make it up and say, well, they have the momentum. And then all of a sudden they don't. They lost whatever they had coming out of that Toronto series. So those are the big reasons. Like, those are the five. Injuries, ineffectiveness, Joe Ryan, Carlos Correa, lack of depth, the execution, and and the lack of rhythm. That's why they haven't perform well over the last couple months but again they're a game out of first place and they're 30 and 37 in their last 67 games they're gonna have to earn this thing i said it last night they're gonna have to earn this like this is not gonna be handed to them they need to start winning you can't rely on the guardians and white Sox. i agree with that you can't just rely on them to lose you need to start winning but Thank, I mean, thank goodness they're in the central. If they weren't in the central, they'd be, woo, they'd be gone. They'd be an afterthought because they would have lost a lot more games, I think, than they have to this point as well because they, their schedule's light. It's a light schedule. I'm not saying the Twins are done. I'm not saying the Twins are bad. They need to turn it around, though. Like, they need to have a really, really good next 10 games. They need to win six or seven. I can accept six. 
I really would like seven of the next 10. They need to find a way to do that. Pitch better, execute, bring the bats, somebody, somebody get it done. Like Tim Beckham DHing, that ain't going to do it. Somebody's got to get it done. Hopefully Buck is back this weekend in Anaheim. I believe he will be, and they're going to try to get him into the field. So, man, this is the low point for the 2022 Twins. They've had a few. They've had a few this year. But to me right now, because of where they're standing, because of how they look, and because of how dinged up they are, this is the low point of the season. And there's hopes that into September you're going to get Kenta Maeda back. You're going to get Bailey Ober back. You're going to get Trevor Larnick back. You're going to get Josh Winder back. But right now, they don't have those guys, and they won't have them for the remainder of the month. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Don't make your second listen to the Lockdown MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening to the Lockdown Twins podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Go Twins, keep your chin up.